cult. A group that revolve around a charismatic leader and promote a set of beliefs or practices that are typically unconventional or extreme. These groups often exhibit manipulative tactics to control and influence their members. Cult leaders can use psychological, emotional and sometimes physical coercion to maintain their power. Members may become isolated from friends and family, as cults typically emphasise strict loyalty to the group. Cults often employ various techniques such as mind control, indoctrination and thought reform to shape the belief and behaviours of their followers. The consequences of the involvement in a cult can be profound, ranging from psychological harm to even physical danger in some cases. Now, I'm sure you will have heard the famous cults such as the Manson family or Heaven's Gate, but have you heard of Rock for Old and the Anthill Kids? Well, the story that comes with this cult will show you the true depths of human depravity and the unbelievable control one person can have. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Dark History Podcast, where we explore the darkest parts of human history. Hope everybody is well. I'm Rob, your host as always. Welcome to the new episode. I've been meaning to do an episode on cults for a while, so I'm excited to bring this story to you all. The story of Rook the Roll and the Antil Kids is a dark tale, as most cult stories are, but... This one has a special kind of darkness. I would go as far as to say that it's worse than drinking the Kool-Aid, just for the personal nature of the crimes committed by the cult. Well, mostly Thorold, but you get my drift. A quick warning, this does get very dark, and things that went on in this cult are as bad as you can think. So without further ado, please sit back and relax next to the fire for more dark history. Roque Thorold was born on May 16, 1947, in Saguenay, Canada, to parents Hyacinth and Pierrette Thorold, who raised him in Thetford Mines. His early life was marked by a troubled upbringing and the personal struggles. Growing up in a poor family, Thorold faced challenges from a young age. He had a difficult relationship with his parents and experienced a tumultuous childhood. According to Thorold, his father would be abusive towards him throughout his childhood. However, the elder Thorold would staunchly deny any claims. Rook's early life was characterised by a search for meaning and a desire for spiritual fulfilment. As a child, Thorold was considered to be very intelligent, but dropped out of school in the seventh grade to begin teaching himself the Old Testament of the Bible. Thorold believed that the end of the world was near and would be brought on by the war between good and evil. Thorold converted from Catholicism 
to the Seventh-day Adventist Church and began practicing the denomination's regular holistic beliefs, which encouraged a healthy lifestyle, free of unhealthy food and tobacco. These experiences, combined with his charismatic personality, laid the groundworks for his future role as a cult leader. The early life of Rock for All provides insight into the personal experiences and circumstances that shaped him as a cult leader. It highlights the complexities of his upbringing and his search for spiritual meaning, and the eventual transformation into a manipulative figure who would go on to perpetrate numerous acts of abuse and violence. In the 1970s, Therold established his own group, initially known as the Antil Kids, which later became the Order of the Solar Temple. He presented himself as a prophet and claimed to have received messages from God. Therold's cult started as a small number of followers, but eventually grew, attracting individuals who were seeking guidance purpose and a sense of belonging. While Therold was removed from the church, he had already managed to secure himself a number of followers. By the mid-1970s, Therold had convinced himself that he was the people's saviour. He strongly believed that he was put on earth by God to save the world from evil and the upcoming apocalypse. Therald now had a new goal, to create a free-thinking commune where his accolades could listen to his teachings and live as equals. He forced his followers to abandon their homes and abandon their families, after convincing them that the world and all of their loved ones were corrupt. Therald formed the cult in 1977 in Saint-Marie, Quebec, with the goal to form a commune where people could freely listen to his motivational speeches, live in unity and equality, and be free of sin. In 1978, in preparation, Therald moved his commune by hiking to a mountainside he called the Eternal Mountain, in St. George, in the sparsely populated Gaspé Peninsula, where he claimed they could all be saved. There, the four men, nine women, and four children built their town while he relaxed, comparing them to ants working in an anthill, thus the name of the group, the Anthill Kids. Therald and his followers lived accordingly to his personal representation of the Bible, and they accepted him as their god. By 1978, Therald's delusions had grown exponentially, and he predicted that the world would end in February of 1979. Of course, we all know that the world didn't in fact end in February 1979. So what did Therald do? Well, as many people started questioning his wisdom, he defended himself by saying the time on earth and in God's world are not parallel, and therefore it was a miscalculation blaming the difference in the Israelite calendar and the Roman Catholic calendar. Soon enough, life in the commune had become bizarre. Therald had wanted to increase his followers and did so by marrying all of his females within the commune and impregnating them. He fathered 
20 children by nine different women. And by the 1980s, there were nearly 40 members. All of these followers were made to wear identical tunics to represent equality and devotion to the commune. In 1984, the group relocated from Quebec to the new site near Burnt River, a hamlet in central Ontario, now part of the city of Kawartha Lakes. Following the cult's formation, Thorold began to move away from being a motivational leader as his drinking problem worsened, becoming increasingly totalitarian over the lives of his followers. Members were not allowed to speak to each other when he was not present, nor were they allowed to have sex with each other without his permission. Thorold used his charisma to cover his increasingly abusive and erratic behaviour and none of the other members questioned his judgement or openly blamed him for any physical, mental or emotional damage. Thorold began to inflict punishments on the followers that he considered to be straying by spying on them and claiming that God told him what they did. If a person wished to leave the commune, Thorold would hit them with either a belt or a hammer, suspend them from the ceiling pluck each of their body hair out individually, or even defecate on them. The Antil kids raised money for living by selling baked goods, and members who did not bring enough money were also punished. Thorold had a maniacal streak that triggered brutal punishments. In 1981, he sliced open the penis of two-year-old Samuel Gilgery after the young boy had difficulty urinating when Samuel wouldn't stop crying after the so-called surgery, Thorold ordered one of his followers, Guy Veer, to beat the young boy, who subsequently died from his injuries. In a bid to conceal the death, the commune then set the boy's body on fire. As punishment, Thorold castrated Veer and ordered the followers to say that Veer had been trampled by a horse. Nevertheless, the truth came out and the police raided the commune and discovered the charred body of Samuel. Thorold and eight others were arrested and charged with criminal negligence causing bodily harm. But they all subsequently were released. The children in the commune weren't exempt from violence or sexual abuse. They would be stripped naked and whipped and if one allegedly misbehaved, Thorold would nail them to a tree and force the other children to throw rocks at them. Over time, Thorold's punishments became increasingly extreme and violent, including making members break their own legs with sledgehammers, sit on lit stoves, shoot each other in the shoulder, and eat dead mice and feces. A follower would sometimes be asked to cut another follower's toes off with wire cutters to prove their loyalty. Thorold claimed that he was a holy being and started performing unnecessary amateur surgical operations on sick members to demonstrate his healing powers. These surgeries included injecting a 94% ethanol solution into a stomach or performing circumcisions on children and adults in the group. In 1987, 
Social workers removed 17 of the children from the commune. However, Therald faced no repercussions for his abusive acts. In 1978, when follower Solange Bullard complained of an upset stomach, Therald performed another amateur surgery without anaesthesia. He laid her naked on a table and punched her in the stomach, then forced a plastic tube into her rectum to perform a crude enema with molasses and olive oil. He cut open her abdomen with a knife and ripped out parts of her intestines with his bare hands. Therald made another member, Gabrielle Lavallee, stitch her up using needle and thread, and he had another woman shove a tube down her throat and blow through it. Ballard died the next day from the damage inflicted by the procedure. Claiming to have powers of resurrection, Therald bored a hole into Ballard's skull with a drill, and then had another male member, along with himself, ejaculate into the cavity. When Ballard didn't return to life, her corpse was buried a short distance from the Anthill Kids commune. In November of 1988, the very same Gabrielle Lavallee complained that she had a toothache. Therold responded by ripping out a number of her teeth with pliers. Later that night, he would chase her with a knife and cut the tendon on one of her hands. Then in July of 1989, Therold impaled Lavallee's hand to the kitchen table after she complained of stiffness in the hand. He then decided he needed to amputate Lavalie's arm. He grabbed a meat cleaver and hacked her arm off. She lay in agony on the kitchen floor until the stump was stitched up the following morning. Lavalie underwent harsh treatment at the Ontario Commune during the late 80s, suffering welding torch burns to her genitals and a hypodermic needle broke off in her back. On the 16th of August 1989, Lavallee managed to escape the commune. She hitchhiked to a hospital north of Toronto, and the disturbing truth of the commune was finally laid bare. Therald pleaded guilty to three counts of aggravated assault, and one count of unlawful causing of bodily harm. He received 12 years in prison. The vast majority of the cult's followers abandoned Therald after his arrest. But during his imprisonment, he fathered another four children with the remaining female members during conjugal visits. Lavallee's report allowed further investigation into Therald's actions, exposing the wider abuse at the commune and Solange Ballard's murder. In 1993, Therald pleaded guilty to the second degree murder for the death of Solange Ballard was sentenced to life imprisonment. In 2000, Therold was transferred to Dorchester Penitentiary, a medium security prison in Dorchester, New Brunswick. In 2002, Therold was rejected for parole as he was considered too high a risk to re-offend and he never applied again. On February 26, 2011, at age 63, Roque Therold was found dead near his cell at Dorchester Penitentiary. His death is believed to be the result of an altercation with a cellmate, Matthew Gerard MacDonald, 
a 60-year-old convicted murderer from part to part, Newfoundland and Labrador, who was charged with the killing. MacDonald pleaded guilty to the second-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison, having already been serving a life sentence for the previous murder charge. MacDonald had stabbed Therold in the neck with a shiv, walked to the guard station, handed them the weapon and proclaimed, That piece of shit is down on the range. Here's the knife. I've sliced him up. Thank you everybody for taking the time out of your day to listen to this very dark episode. Well, the dark and twisted tales of Rope for Old and the Antil Kids. It always baffles me that people could be so easily willing to blindly follow people like Thorold. How do you become so manipulated that you cut off somebody's limbs to show loyalty? I honestly cannot wrap my brain around it. Why do most cults have a religious aspect to it? And why do these individuals believe that they are sent from God? I really can't comprehend it. I mean, I understand religion takes faith. But not that much. As for Farold, well, he was just a lunatic who believed his own hype. His demise was far too quick in my opinion. He deserved to suffer just like those poor women and children did. He should have been castrated without anaesthetic or have his teeth ripped out, an arm amputated. Anyway, if you like the episode, Please drop us a review. It helps the podcast out. If you think friends and family may like it, then share it with them. Links to all socials are below. Don't forget, if you want to support the channel, the link to the show's Patreon is below. I hope you will be able to support the show, but if not, that's completely fine. As always, if you've been listening for a while and not subscribed, please do that. In that way, you never miss an episode. So with all that out of the way, thank you again for listening. Join us next time for our next episode as we delve into another event and more dark history. <laughs>